With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Hey, guys. Okay, it's Wednesday, and boy, I have a great show for you today. And so we're just going to get right started. It's Janet Richmond with the Higher Self Voice, if you didn't know. And... Today, the topic is going to be Marius in his own words, Marius being the fifth dimensional aspect that carries the fourth dimensional facade of Jesus. Anyway, before we get there, I do want to discuss a little bit on last week's topic because I had a call from someone who listens to the shows, and he's a client and become a friend, and He's also had healings, I think, on the show. Anyway, it's Ernesto. And he had a very interesting response to the show. And I thought it was one that many of you might have, possibly. But even if you didn't, it's something to think about. It's really a lot of food for thought. So if you recall, last week we had a six-dimensional. I was um, giving you, in his own words, Jardis, who presented as a woman, though it is an it because this soul is in the sixth, from the sixth dimensional realm. And at that point, we are androgynous. So in any case, it was a fascinating session. And Ernesto called me because he said, he said to me, you know, am I hearing this right? Is evolution go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever? He didn't say it quite like that, but that's what he was saying. And I said, well, yes. And then he says, but what's the goal then? Uh, what's the purpose of it? If there's no, if it goes on forever, if there's no goal, then what's the purpose? Because the goal, I think, goal setting is just so normal. And often the goal is just to get into heaven, you know, at the fourth dimensional human realm, that's been a lot of the goal is to oh, let you know make sure I make it into heaven or whatever we have some sort of goal in life and of course not just spiritual goals we have all sorts of goals and for Ernesto there seemed to be something missing as if the goal itself was what carried meaning rather than the process or the journey to get to the goal and that without a goal there was no meaning and because we are going to continue to evolve, whether we like it or not, we're being awakened, we're being pulled along, we're going to be moving, bah, 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 that there is no quote-unquote goal. There isn't something we need to reach. And because we're so oriented to this whole idea of goals, that was 
to me, like, wow, I'm so glad that this question came up because it's an important one for us to look at and to come to some sort of inner understanding. And these are, I'm just going to throw out a few things that he thought, I thought, even after I hung up, I had some more thoughts. And I want everybody to think about this whole goal thing, okay? So Ernesto asked the question, and I did feel by the end of the conversation that he had some new perspectives on it, though I'm sure he's going to think about it some more. But So I'm just presenting you guys with these perspectives. Okay. First of all, having a goal could be a motivator. But having a motivator... And, and that's a good thing, but it's not necessarily what gives meaning. You know, we have to examine that. Uh, setting a goal can give us purpose, and while we work toward that goal, don't we experience many of life's perfect moments? Because we might have a goal no matter what part of our life, but it isn't something that guides us moment to moment to moment. Our goal may be just to get a bite to eat, or our goal may be what we want to become president in 30 years or something, but we have a lot of moments that are involved in life that doesn't really have any connection to the goal itself, and some of those moments, some of those times, some of those experiences, the connections, whatever, however you want to look at it, are beautiful and meaningful and wonderful, correct? So while we're in process to the goal, we have many moments that we enjoy And perhaps, and this is something I'd like you all to think about, perhaps the movement forward itself, even before we reach the the goal, is meaningful. As we see we're reaching various benchmarks or we see ourselves learning or growing or we're challenging ourselves and we're meeting the challenge or whatever it is, that is meaningful even though we haven't gotten to be president yet in 30 years. And there is an F factor, and I've talked about this on the show before, that setting a goal can have a downside for us because sometimes we can feel like we failed or we're not good enough or we're too incompetent or not capable enough if we don't reach the goal. So sometimes goal setting has the has a downside because even if we've gotten 90% to that goal, what we seem to focus on is the 10% we didn't get. And I've been very guilty of that. And it was with writing my second book that this really came to focus for me. And I began to understand that setting up how many pages per week or per month or chapters per month or per whatever was not good for me because I tended to focus on what I didn't do. And then I would get nervous. Oh, I've got so much more to do the next week or whatever. And it was, it was, really worked against me. And so I've moved into the understanding, this is for me, that having a general goal is enough. I want to write my book. <laughs> I'm self-motivated enough. I don't need a goal to to get me to write. Um, but, and the process of the writing was always interesting and fascinating. And when I did write, even though maybe the original, I wanted to write five pages a week. I mean, I'm making this up because I don't remember anymore. And maybe that week I only wrote three, but I love those three pages. They are setting me up. They're like perhaps giving me direction for the next 
three or 30 or 300 pages. And so the, the thing that became exciting for me was to be able to focus on what I had done and appreciate it and value it. And so it was the process itself, not the goal that was meaningful for me. Um, now, let me give you another example. Let's say we have a goal that we want to help 10 people a month. And whatever that means, we want to go to the soup kitchen 10 times a month, or we want to find somebody homeless on the street and, and help them with food, or we want to help in whatever thing we have. Okay. When we quantify a goal like that, that too, it can be motivating, but it also can lead to some downfalls, like what if we only help three or eight people that month? Does that make us less worthy? Does that make us less capable? Does that make us uh, less good people? So these are the kind of questions that come up when, when you think about goals. And I really want everybody to think for themselves because it's going to be different. We're all going to have different perspectives, different viewpoints about goal setting. Uh, but it, and it doesn't mean that goal setting is bad. It can, in many ways, help to add focus to someone's life or help to keep us on track. But for me, it wasn't either or. In other words, if, it doesn't, if I don't have a goal, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to have focus and or that I'm not going to stay on track. And so it doesn't mean that if I don't have a goal, I'm not going to accomplish anything either. But that's for me. And what I, what I want to put out there is if, we're, if we don't have goals, what do you think? Does it think we're not doing our life right? Are we off the path? Are we distracted in some way if we don't have goals? I'm not sure. I think there's times where goals are good and times where goals can work against us. And we have to, each of us, find our way around the whole goal thing. And I'd love to hear what some of you think. And if you want to write me at Janet at Janet.com, that's an email that will get to me. I'd love to have some thoughts on it. But in any case, um, the, the goal thing was very interesting. And I hope... Ernesto does feel better about it and doesn't feel like, well, you know, there's, what's the purpose? Without a goal, there's no purpose. Well, the goal can just simply be to continue expanding, continue awakening, continue moving forward, continue whatever. It doesn't have to be an end goal, an end goal. Well, I reached that goal and I'm done. And that's, purpose that I set out to do, that's what I've accomplished, and I'm finished. I don't think goals have to be like that, and I think that's what came up for Ernesto, and he's in his 20s, and he's very much into the goal-setting thing about work and career, so for him, it's a place where he's functioning and living pretty much, because a lot of men in their 20s and 30s those kind of goals are, are pretty dominant, and certainly for women, too. I mean, we, women have career goals and everything. I don't mean to imply that we don't. And that's where Ernesto is. He's in that career goal-setting 
mindset. And I think so he was reading the information about evolution through that. And totally understandable. We all have this kind of condition, conditioning and all we all have these kind of perspectives. But what happened in the calls, I think it gave him food for thought. And that's what I want everyone to think. Because not all of us is going to have the same perspective or viewpoints about goals, no matter what. There isn't a right perspective or viewpoint about goal, goal setting, what's the purpose of them, how they help, how they don't help, whatever. Everybody is going to have their own mix. And I just like the food for thought. Okay, so that's the little bit I have as a result of Jaredis, although I did hear from uh, someone else who loves the information, looking forward to the show. Anyway, so I'm going to start the section on Marius, and you're going to kind of find that some of this is a bit familiar, and I just wanted you to know that some of it is going to be review of information I gave on the earlier shows about the evolutionary concepts. Now, when I did those shows, an assistant I had ages ago, when she read through all the material that we had transcribed, she did a wonderful thing for me. She would do find different topics. So topic A, and no matter where she read about topic A, whether it was the individual reading or it was a Wednesday group or it was some sort of other kind of group, she would copy and paste topic A onto a document about topic A. So when I was working on all this stuff, I went back to those documents and on evolution, and there was stuff from Marius in there. Now, when she did it, she didn't say it was Marius. She just put the date of the information. So if I had to go back to the, if I wanted to, I could go back to the expanded, the whole session or whatever, so I could see the whole thing. And I remember I used some of it, and I didn't know for sure it was Marius, but I thought it was. I hadn't reread his material for maybe, I don't know, five, six years, seven years maybe. So I didn't know for positive sure. But anyway, so so some of it was from this, <laughs> this session. But I do want you to understand that review is never a bad thing. Many of you won't have even listened to some of the, that material, number one. Those of you who did, it was a few weeks ago now, a couple, of three months ago. And also, you're going to hear it in a different context. Because even if you've been listening to the shows, well, especially if you've been listening to the shows each week, you have a bigger context now. You've taken in a lot more information. You're going to be able to hear what I say on a deeper level and a more expanded level. So so that's a good thing. And for those of you who haven't heard the earlier shows, I do hope you'll go back and listen to get the context. Because these shows, it's like math. I, I'm sorry, guys, I know many of you probably hate math, but you know, you're all aware that math builds upon itself. So, you know, you learn addition, then you learn subtraction, then you, you learn multiplication, and then you learn division, and then you learn blah, 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 fractions or whatever, and it builds on itself. If you don't know addition, it's very hard to do fractions or percentages. If you don't know multiplication, you know. So it, math builds on itself, and that's the same with this information, this fifth dimensional information. I started it in 2016. January, the first show in January, I do believe it was January 6th of 2016, and I recommend you listen to all the shows. It is 
it's very valuable information and as a complete package and I'm trying to put it into a more a package that's more easily accessible um, to all of you and I'm hoping to do that sometime over the next few months it's, it's anyway but you have it it's free you can download it you can you know, listen to it while you walk or you exercise or whatever, put it, you know, play it through your radio in the car. And you will really gain a lot of content and a lot of understanding. And it'll make sense of so much of what you're hearing, you know, if you're only hearing periodically. And it's very logical. The higher self information is like math, it builds itself on a very logical basis. Now, some of the foundation, the information is coming from someone you can't see, hear, touch, or feel. Uh, but from that point on, if there's some level you can accept this information is coming from a valuable source, it's then from that point on very logical, very makes sense. And even though it can be mind-bending at times, it the more you sink into the information, the more the body of it makes sense. And, you know, me, I'm a math science person, so... It had to be logical or I wasn't going to be, I couldn't be behind it. That's just me personally. But you don't have to be logical in order to be be behind it. I know people who are really so creative that logic is just literally out of their bailiwick and they love the information too because it speaks to them. They resonate with it. It touches those unremembered remembrances that we all have. In any case, so do as much as you can. Now, at the end, I am going to be doing a healing, and I will also update you as to my time uh, that has gone into that exercise I challenged all of you last week to do. Just a, it's an exercise that kind of introduced a new concept about going within to get the information instead of going without. And <clears throat> I talk a little bit about it and how I've been working on my arms. They were 60 or 70% better. And I will fill you in on what's happened with me after I do the Marius information. And I am also, because of the change of the new year, we've moved into the new year, the healing is going to be focused on the past nows and empowering the future nows. And I think you're going to really get something out of it. I've used this a couple of times already, not only for myself, but for a couple couple of clients, and it's powerful stuff. So... I'm excited about it, and I think it will put us on a good path for starting 2017. Okay, now this is the third time, as I mentioned, that Marius comes through, and he was reflected by Joan. And I just to remind you again, Marius is the fifth dimensional aspect of Jesus Christ, the human facade soul that played out the higher heart consciousness concept on the planet 2,000 years ago. And today... Uh, also, I, I do have the amalgamation that was done by Joan Culpepper. I didn't have it last week for some reason, and uh, I do have it this week, so that's good. It's, it's very powerful, as you probably figured out by now. Anyway, this this information uh, came in 2000, no, 1987 in February. Okay, so let's get started. And I do, by the way, every once in a while, I do break in as Janet, and I give you some feedback or some explanation, not as much as I did last week, but I did, I am doing it again because I've 
took to heart what both people who I did get feedback on it told me. And so I will be doing that again to this, this time. Okay. Could we quiet our minds, please? Please remember in a state of quiet, we want to remain conscious of our surroundings, of everything that's going on around us. So let's take a moment individually to focus on the light within. This light is symbolic of the pure soul essence. It connects you to the totality of all that exists in all dimensions, in all levels. And contained within the center of this light, you carry your highest, most pure, most perfect point of power. And within this pure soul essence, that continues to grow and expand, evolve and experience moment to moment to moment. Okay, there's a typo there. It is this pure soul essence that continues to grow, evolve, experience moment to moment to moment. Now allow this light to grow until you stand within the center of its power and take a moment to experience the pure soul essence at its full power. Because you are connected to the totality of all that exists on all levels and all dimensions from the pure soul essence, you are in this continuing state of growth. You are in constant communication with the totality of all that exists. And as the originating source of all energy responds in its own evolution and experiences, so do you. And the only thing that separates you from this conscious knowing of your evolving and experiencing in a moment-to-moment manner is the dimensional mask that is worn by all of us in this fourth-dimensional realm. It is through meetings like this and of other satellite groups that you are remembering how to remove the fourth-dimensional mask so that you can stand in a state of pure consciousness, in a state of eternal knowingness, of this evolvement and experiencing. Now, in this state of perfection, in the pure soul essence, I now ask that we be taken into the originating source of all that exists and beyond into the totality of the originating source of all energy. I ask that each of us be consciously amalgamated with the totality of all of our higher selves and that which we and that we each remain conscious throughout our amalgamation, that we remain conscious of our centeredness, and that we be open individually and collectively to receive, understand, articulate, and manifest from the very highest level what is needed and necessary at this point in time. All right. Marius came through tonight to assist us in the healing circle with the explicit purpose of blending the higher heart consciousness concept of evolution into and through the force fields of energy around this planet and around the other planetary systems throughout the human kingdom where evolving universe where evolving souls move Marius asked each of us to focus our attention on our own higher heart center reminding us that we are focusing from that pure soul essence amalgamated totality and from our heart center begin to flow that higher heart consciousness energy from your heart center outward over this planet and its totality 
by consciously focusing this energy outward through your own mind and through your own heart, you are assisting every soul on this planet to partake of the evolutionary concept of higher heart consciousness at whatever level those souls are willing. You will recall that in higher heart consciousness lies the highest level available for humanity. It is through the purifying of the higher heart consciousness that the polar flip moves in its final stages of transformation at the bodily level. It is through higher heart consciousness that souls are lifted consciously and unconsciously into higher levels of the purity of their own human nature. And in the three lower dimensions, when the higher heart consciousness of humanities is raised, by the nature of that connecting link that joins all life, all of the lower life forms are lifted also and carried into higher frequencies. So that when you come together as a group or work individually to infuse higher heart consciousness into the force fields of energy around the planetary system, you are greatly assisting all of the souls beneath you in evolutionary awareness, allowing those souls who are willing to lift themselves into higher levels of consciousness to do so. And through that assistance, thus affecting all the life forms beneath. And now continuing to focus your attention on your higher heart center, begin to pour forth higher heart consciousness in whatever manner you perceive it to be, upward and outward throughout the totality of the human kingdom universe. Move it in, through, and around every planetary system, known and unknown, seen and unseen. Focus it. Release it. Allow it to move, flowing in a never-ending vibration, lifting and touching those that are willing to receive. And now you may focus this higher heart consciousness in the center of your healing circle, the symbolic circle of light, symbolic of a real energy, and into this circle of light, you can place the names of individuals where healing and balance are needed and necessary with the understanding that by placing higher heart consciousness into the vibration of those where healing is required and needed, you are offering to people the concept and the very real energy of proper self-love. For as you know, an individual can only love the self properly when the individual has reached into the highest level of soul evolvement that that individual is capable of reaching toward. Even in those times, they are not consciously aware and continue to play out of self-destructive roles. So when you work to bring higher heart consciousness into a healing and balancing vibration, you are assisting the souls in that vibration to unconsciously begin to understand loving the self properly. Now, Marius will continue tonight, and it is his desire that we be brought into an understanding of the overall pattern as it pertains to the manner in which we, in this reality, perceive and receive the informational energy from all from the other realities. It is important because the vibration of this planet is moving in a higher rate of speed, almost moment to moment. And as this movement takes place, the energy of the movement movement itself acts as a vibrational step-up for all the souls upon the planet. Because the fifth dimensional incarnate in fifth 
in human facade form are on the planet in order to assist in the infusion of the evolutionary concept of the new age. The fifth dimensionals are processing this vibrational step up in a more accelerated manner than the fourth dimensionals who are also responding at a high level, but not to the degree that fifth dimensionals are operational. Maris reminds us that when I made first made contact many years ago with the being that I called Urias, that Urias told the small group of people that night, this is on her first contact, Mariah, she found out later with the name that she was given for her higher self. But in any case, that was that first night, the very first thing, okay, this is Janet saying this, okay. Um, Okay. Let me start that sentence over again. Mariah's reminds that when I first made contact many years ago with a being that I called Urias, that Urias told that small group of people that night we were to understand one thing, and that was we were not visited by some great being who would come to tell us what to do and to lay out the game plan and to see that we carried out the rules, etc., but rather that we had simply reached a state in our evolutionary awakening that we were able to interpenetrate and to focus toward that energy. Many of you know that prior to the return of the fifth dimensional to the fourth dimensional vibration, the only way that the evolutionary information was processed was through the infusion of thought energy from the higher level. This means that each of you from the fifth dimensional frame of reference acted as a de-intensifier of energies that were processed from the high levels in order to bring the energy into a manageable vibration before it was focused through into the human kingdom realm. In this respect, it could be said that the various evolutionary dimensions played a role of quote-unquote God to the evolutionary dimensions beneath them. Whereas most of you know, it's the energy of what most people refer to as God. But what this group is being introduced to as the originating source of all energy, reached the fourth, if this energy reached the fourth dimensional realm in its full vibratory capacity, it would literally kill off everything. For the frequency is so beyond the density of the fourth dimensional realm that it could not possibly be handled by individuals or souls that were less than it is in frequency. It is for this reason that the energy streams are de-intensified downward from being to being, from dimension to dimension, starting with the seventh, moving to the sixth, and then the fifth, until such time it is manageable within the fourth dimensional realm. As the evolutionary frequency builds its own momentum within the totality of this evolutionary frequency, which you must remember is contained within all the dimensions, the souls upon these planetary systems at the pure soul essence level build a momentum within their own right so that you see an ever-increasing move toward the exploration of higher consciousness. Okay, this is Janet. (laughs) Okay, this is the same message that I've been giving you all for for a long time because I heard it so much myself. And the message continues to repeat and in different ways until it truly sinks in for all of us. 
And it takes time to sink in because from our fourth dimensional minds, we see so much chaos and the appearance of things moving backwards. So we have a hard time conceiving of something continually being moved into higher consciousness. Okay. Marius talked a little bit more about it, so let's just continue. Specifically on this planet at this point in time, because the planet itself is making its own preparation to move into a higher dimensional vibration, the awakening on this planet is awakening at many different levels. Now, when you think of the term awakening, you normally view this as an outward positive awakening. But you have to remember that this awakening is taking place based upon the level which the soul is evolving at the point in time the awakening begins to manifest. So that the awakening in many instances can be nothing less than chaos for the souls who are awakening, but who are not evolved enough to understand the processes that are taking place. And therefore, they play out at a very low level kind of vibration in order to attempt to create in the outer reality the chaos that they are undergoing in their own inner level. You yourself have experienced the chaos of the soul-mind detox, the chaos of body changes. And even though you are highly aware and highly awakened, it has, in many instances, created all kinds of external fears and emotional schisms and things of this sort. So when a soul who is, is very low on the evolutionary scale begins to go through some of the processes. It is an awakening, but it is not an awakening that the soul is educated about at the evolutionary level well enough to process in an outward positive manner. This is me speaking, Janet. Okay. This is why I've shared with all of you so many techniques and tools to allow you to process your awakening or your remembering in a less chaotic, less intense, disruptive manner. Because if we cooperate with the awakening and help ourselves with the energetic baggage and other things, uh, it is the issues that come up in the awakening become opportunities for us to clear, to balance, to heal, brings these things that are needed and necessary for each of us at the soul level to our consciousness and our awareness. And in this way, we have the tools and the techniques to process the awakening in an educated manner, so to speak. So it is not an opportunity to judge, to despair, to blame. It is instead an opportunity to cooperate with our own awakening for each of us. Okay, back to Mariah. Additionally, the human community carries a tremendous need at the unconscious level to find a power outside itself to lead it out of darkness. This is true also of the fifth dimensional and human facade form, for by the very nature of the billions of years that you have sojourned as a human facade, you have picked up many of the human habits and beliefs, and this need to find God externally is one of those habits that is carried at a very unconscious level. Unconscious because even though in consciousness, it is normally and intellectually understood that you are your own responsibility. There is still this focus of attention that goes outward and sees a separateness that is the power that is going to lead us out of darkness. I appear to you as Marias. I appear to you as a male embodiment. 
but I do not appear to you at all for what you hear, what Joan heard in any case, but they're doing the collective you whenever we hear from the higher selves. What you hear is a pickup on informational energy that is being processed through from the fifth dimensional realm. And I'm only a force field of a vortex through which this informational energy can funnel and focus. This means when I come to this group or to other people individually, whether it be on this planet or any other planet, I do not come as some external source whose prime purpose is to create the game plan and enforce the rules. I only I come only as a focus of informational energy, which should not be personalized, but which should just be utilized. It's difficult for each of you to acknowledge that what you're pulling through from the fifth dimensional level, whether it is from me or from another or from those in the sixth dimensional level, it is difficult for you to acknowledge consciously that you are accessing the energy at the informational level from yourself at those higher levels. Janet. Okay, this is me talking. First, Marias's description of the informational energy from the fifth dimension as that vortex, etc., is why Joan and now me always describe the contact as going into frequency. She was not getting information from someone who laid aside the body speaking to her when the information when the information she was receiving was from the fifth dimensional level. It's a high frequency energy stream that one taps into. And if Marias had presented in the human facade form, it would be like he was someone who laid aside the body and Joan would then reflect him. So there are two different ways of contact and of pulling in information. Uh, I, from time to time, I do try to describe it. I give it, a, I give it a try in my second book. And I didn't reread this vortex of energy information for my second book. And I think this really is, describes it pretty darn well. It is a frequency of energy coming from very high levels. Now, when when Marias or fifth dimensional is sending energy or sending information, it is communicating. He is communicating with your own fifth your own fifth dimensional self. So you're it's through your own higher self connection that you that you are that Joan. Let's just say Joan is picking up Marias information through this energy vortex. Okay. So that's how we are accessing energy from ourselves in the higher levels. It's Marias's fifth dimensional self is communicating with Joan's fifth dimensional self, and she's bringing the information from her own self, from herself through that connection. Okay. Now, secondly, I want to inform, I want to emphasize that we get information from ourselves. We sometimes perceive it, we often perceive it as coming from outside ourselves because we have that conditioned habit that Mariah's talked about as seeing wisdom and knowledge coming from some external authority. I encourage everyone to please neutralize that perspective as it slows our own awakening and expansion. And this brings to mind an example that just a few days ago, I somebody I got a follower on Twitter, and I was looking at the follower and what what the follower uh, was all about. 
And this gentleman had said that he had three days that God talked to him and that he was writing a book on it. Well, I knew instantly it wasn't an external God. It was his own higher self speaking to him. And, and some of the information is fascinating and probably great. He didn't go into a lot of the information because he's writing the book. But he externalized the God just as Paul did. If you remember, he externalized his pure soul essence as Jesus. So this is a conditioned response that we all have. And Marias is really emphasizing that we're getting the information from ourselves. And it is a moving into frequency kind of thing. He doesn't use that term. That was Joan's term, which I have taken on because it is very different when I'm getting information from the higher self versus, you know, picking up what um, some human soul is telling me out of body. So, uh, so anyway, this is a, it's important that we pay attention that even if we know consciously that it's not external, we still carry those belief systems. I encourage everyone to neutralize that as much as possible. Okay. So Mark, Marias, it's often been said that everything is exactly the same. It just exists in different forms of energy and moves in different directions. So that it becomes important for you to understand that in this reality, you join together collectively and individually and you share and support and deal with each other. But it doesn't mean you're making a quote unquote God of the group or of an individual outside source and then waiting for that quote unquote God to lay out the plan to enforce these rules and save you from yourself. It is a cooperative commingling, a blending of many energies whose support in its totality create a lot of power and that each individual can source and draw on that collective commingling. And it is the same in the fifth dimensional realm. You evolved into the fifth dimensional frequency and there you are collected in your totality as the conglomerate higher self of you. Here in the human kingdom, in the facade form, you're an aspect of the totality and, it's, and you are the vehicle of its expression, which focuses that information from yourself, from the higher level into this reality, this fourth dimensional reality. Because you play out of two dimensions, it appears there's a separateness. And therefore, too often, the idea of your higher self or the higher self become an unconscious focus of an external source. In that higher realm, just as happens here, you co-mingle, work with one another, individually and collectively, and you have the same access to that kind of co-mingling cooperative vibration with all of the higher selves in all of the fifth dimensional realm. So that when I come to this group as Marias, I come not as some external self source to be focused upon or someone who will be the leader for your all leaders within your own right. Instead, I come as a friend and neighbor of your own higher self who may be elsewhere at this point in time so that by adjusting your perspective it allow you to be more fully attuned to the fact that you are equal to each other as informational sources. As this new age frequency continues to process and move and evolve in its own way, there will be so many different ideas and concepts and philosophies and entities. You carry the fifth dimensional frequency. 
you carry expanded levels of evolutionary information. Again, not because you are better than. It's simply that you've been around longer and you have worked very hard. And you chose to be here in this reality at the point in time you volunteered to return billions of years ago. At that point in time when you and I chose, we chose out of the clarity of our fifth dimensional expression. But you are at the point in your own awakening, your own remembering, that it becomes important for each of you to acknowledge that what you do is you doing it. Not from your fourth dimensional expression, but from your fifth dimensional expression. Using the vehicle of your fourth dimensional reality in order to get the information out. This is Janet. If you hadn't heard Jared's words from last week, I again recommend you go back and listen because he clearly explains that the higher dimensions must move in through and around our fourth dimensional soul mind. The higher levels can't do anything that we don't accept for ourselves. And we understand and manifest information and everything through the lenses of our fourth dimensional viewpoints. It was a very powerful message, a very clear message, and I'm literally not giving it justice right now because I want you guys to listen to it in its whole. But it's a powerful uh, powerful message that ends with a statement that we can do what we want with our lives. And this is the one lesson, the only lesson that we have to learn. It, it was very powerful. Anyway, I go back to Mario. We discussed already the idea of various levels of mentality awakening on this planet, the lesser lights doing battle with the lesser lights. This is not to indicate or to imply that vibrations are being placed out there are all a battleground of lesser lights, for there's much information that's being processed from many different levels that is very valuable and very usable. And it is also to be remembered, regardless of how you may feel about any philosophy that is being presented at any level, it's an absolutely correct philosophy for those souls who are cooperating and agreeing to be part of it. It is our part to allow them the space to let that belief and that philosophy be what it is for them. The swimming lessons are still continuing the boot camp, if you prefer that analogy. And as you continue to awaken, and this will happen based on your response to the momentum of the planet itself and the momentum of the energy that you're processing from your own fifth dimensional vibration, as you begin to remember more and more, each of you will expand into greater levels of information, wisdom, and knowledge. Not that you're growing, only that you're remembering. Please practice the art of you. You're, you are processing from a higher level. If I or any fifth dimensional or sixth dimensional processes through, please remember it is a friend and a neighbor. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? It is not an entity to be worshipped or idolized. And you all know what I think about kneeling. And this is Janet as a reminder. He thinks kneeling only gets us, gives us sore knees. <laughs> uh, okay. But when you are in awe, when you feel unworthy, you create clouds and do not permit the higher frequencies of the information to process properly. And it's also to be remembered that there is no single fifth dimensional incarnate on, in human facade form on this planet 
who is the head, the father, the mother, the boss. To think that way is to lay upon another individual a burden and is to create another, quote-unquote, God before us. Each of you are here specifically to do what you've come in to do, and no one job is more important than any other job, and no one mind is any greater than any other mind. You are equal, equal in evolution, equal in your abilities, and as each of you awaken, you will become more and more attuned to the totality of that fifth-dimensional mind, and therefore you will all become far more versatile than you are at this point in time, each one equal no one greater than any other. To allow that kind of thought to enter your consciousness is to create around the individual being focused upon an unnecessary burden. For even if that individual does not assume the role of God, in quotes, the energy of that kind of creation goes out around that individual and can make somewhat cloudy the energy field around the individual. So it becomes important to understand distinctly and to and have it clear within your fourth dimensional soul mind that you are an absolutely perfect expression of yourself in that fifth dimensional reality, which is the to, total, totali, totally equal ability, a totally equal mind, a totally equal versatility. And you in this reality are awakening each of you in your own way, in your own direction, in your own time. And simply because you are not fully awakened at this point does not mean that someone else who is processing and working and drawing in information is beyond you or is the boss or the authority. You are your only authority. You are your only boss. To deny that within your own space is to deny your own power, your own evolution, your own wisdom, your own knowledge. Be at one with the self. Be at one with the totality of yourself in all your dimensional expression. Commingle, experience with one another. Work collectively. Bring in a joined merge energy. But always remember, contained within that energy, you are pure and perfect within your own right. It is important, as you know, to envelop yourself in the energy of higher heart consciousness in the fourth dimensional reality. So in closing... Let us all join in bathing again in the fountain of higher heart consciousness. Allow that higher heart consciousness energy to flow. Perceive it however you perceive it. And allow it like a beautiful bubbling fountain to bathe you completely in higher heart consciousness. Hearing within it unity, proper self-love, proper self-love, peace, and tranquility within. And as you bathe yourself in this higher heart consciousness, understand you are lifting the veils, the encrustments that have prevented you from your fourth dimensional viewpoint to know, to touch the true reality of who you are. Okay, well that ends the part from Marias. Um, But before we do the healing, we're going to be moving into that very quickly, I do want to briefly discuss that challenge I gave you last week to see you moving into the pure soul essence as internal, your your true soul essence and your pure soul essence as something internal. And I gave you the image of the <clears throat> escalators going down 
And I encourage you to spend time moving. It's it, Even though they're going down, it's going into the center, and the center is where all your higher frequencies, the divine frequencies you carry, are symbolically located. And that's why it seems like it's going down, but it's not going down into darkness. <coughs> Excuse me, it's going down into light. <coughs> So I put out the challenge and encourage you because I had been working these starting on Christmas Day, uh, working not just briefly, but 20, 30 minutes, I think once or twice I did it, even 40 minutes, moving within and doing this exercise. And I explained to you that I had problems with my arms and, you know, I'd gone, activated this arm pattern and it was about 60, 70% better, even just starting. That was, I started on a Sunday and Wednesday was the show. So I knew it was something very powerful and I shared it with you and challenged you. So often I talk about don't worry, even a short kind of amalgamation, a short neutralizing helps. Every little bit helps. And so I said, do it in the shower, you know, do it, you're standing in line, whatever. But this time I said, I want you to spend more time. I want you to spend 20 minutes. It's conscious. It's not an unconscious kind of thing. When you go into an altered state, you have to consciously focus the energy. And it is incredibly powerful because it helps you connect and tap into all that you are inside that Marias is talking about. So, and that you've just heard from others. So, I, I did want to say uh, that I did for myself. So I did challenge you all to do it. I hope some of you did it. I did do it, continued for myself. And there were only two days, Christmas Day and yesterday, that I only did it once. So every other day since Christmas, I've done it two or three times. And the healing experience has been, the healing and connecting experiences have been massive. First of all, my arms are 100% better now. And despite the fact that I spent five or six hours on Friday, five days ago, uh, in my storage facility, moving boxes, unpacking them, sorting them into various piles, repacking what I wanted to keep, and then moving everything that I've taken out into other locations. And it was massively um, stressful physically on my arms, but I got through it no problem. I only felt like, and it was only a perception at the mind level, like I moved, that my arms got a little bit worse. Maybe they went back 10% or something, but despite that day, they're 100% better now. I do not have a problem with the arms at all. So that was pretty exciting. Um, I, I did a lot of healing because I was focusing on the arms on the physical body, and I had some very interesting experiences. One day, I saw the light literally you know, the physical body is very dense. So at some point, I think I was working on bones. I, I don't remember because I jumped around, but I, it probably was bones. I know it was my tooth. I have a crack in my front tooth, and I wanted to heal it, but the teeth are so dense. So the light went in, and I saw the light literally separating all the particles of the tooth so that the light was healing at a particle level the entire tooth. Now, I can't say that the crack is gone, but... That was a fascinating visual for me, and as I go and as I work on other things, I'm sure, I mean, but now I have in my head that the light is working at a particle level. It's really 
able to deal very effectively with the density of the body. So I thought that was a really good message for myself, seeing that. Um, simultaneously with working on the physical body, the light also deals with all the energetics. Uh, so if I have a physical problem, I'm working on with the hands. I would also work on all the thoughts, the habits, imprints, the emotional blueprints, everything that I was carried at the energetic level that dealt with the arm issue. So it's, it's doing two things, you know, multiple things at once. It's just powerful stuff. Uh, there's so many things that I could tell you, and I don't want to go on and on, but there was another thing the higher self brought me. Um, when I first learned healing, I learned hands-on healing, and it was taught to us by a guy named Joe who had gotten instruction from the higher self in his, in various, in his readings that he was supposed to be a healer, and then he had many sessions with Joan where the higher self taught him fifth-dimensional techniques. And so he then did a class for all of us so that we could learn them. So I used, I, I was taught to do, be a hands-on healer based on all of these techniques. The higher selves reminded me that I still have this ability and this talent and that I need to use it uh, when cases, <clears throat> when it's available. I mean, obviously, if I'm talking to somebody over the phone or we're doing something over the radio, I can't do hands-on healing. But there are certainly opportunities when I have clients that come to me or in my meetup group where I can use this technique and they, they literally are encouraging me to yet again continue to use the gifts and talents that I've already developed and I it kind of went by the wayside when I changed to this other kind of work because so often I'm working at a distance so it kind of took seconds it kind of got put on the back burner so that was really interesting and I did do a hands-on healing uh, on a client the other day, and I haven't heard from her, but I'm looking forward to seeing if she had any any shifts or anything has changed. But in any case, um, I also, the client that I mentioned last time, where this exercise of going inside and really, even though Joan says it in her, and I've always said, go within, your pure soul essence within, and all of that, we still continue to externalize. So the exercise, instead of taking the escalator to the higher dimensions, we're taking the escalator inside to the higher dimensions we carry within. And it was this client that that information, that exercise, that slight but very powerful shift in focus came up. So when I did another session on her, I challenged her to just the same challenge I gave you guys. And she, because we're in touch, you know, she has my phone number. She's been a client for, I think, three years now. Uh, she's, uh, and I've actually met her now. So we become friends. And so she's, I mean, we're always friends, but you know what I'm saying. So, so now she's doing it every day. And she texts me just a couple of lines, some the big things that happen. And the recent thing that happened to her, the very latest thing that I just got this morning and I wanted to change it with you, change it, share it with you, uh, that she no longer has to see the symbol where she's going within down the water slide or down the escalator or down whatever. The minute she sets the intention that she's going to do the work, she's immediately walks right into the center of that light. And it's just right there for her to become one with. And she's so excited because she feels like she's really made a connection to her own light. 
she doesn't have to, as I said, find a way into the light. She is the light right from the get-go. So this is exciting news. So she's, and she couldn't even do it. See, I think she had to miss two or three days because she was with her in-laws celebrating over the holidays at some point. And so she, she was, and she got a little, you know, got sick. So she was, um, she was unable to do it for two or three days, but she did it for two or three days. She couldn't do it. Then she went back to it and it keeps building on itself. It's the momentum and it's the commitment to the self that really helps when we make a commitment to the self, we are creating that unfoldment. We are calling in that determination, that movement forward. We're accelerating it. And we have that conscious energy going into the, uh, the unfoldment and also the cooperation with the energies that are out there, whether we're asking for them or not, they're there. Right? So anyway, I just wanted to share with you uh, because it's very, very powerful stuff. Um, and we are going to be doing the exercise again. It's again, slightly differently different. And because of the change in the year, as I said, we're going to do some stuff working on the past now and the, pre- and the future now. Okay. Because of the new year. Boop, boop, boop. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, we did a lot, guys. I hope you followed everything. And, of course, if you have any questions, you can just email me at Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Um, and, you know, I do answer everybody. I absolutely answer everybody. So it's very exciting to hear from you, and you will hear back. And we're in this together. You heard Mariah. There is no leader, okay? There's no one better than anyone else. There's no external authority. We're our own inner authority. I'm sharing with you. We're, you know, part of a coffee clutch, you guys and me. And so I like to have the sharing go always, not just me to you, but you back. So let's do it, guys. Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Appreciate it. Okay. So I want everyone to quiet your mind. We're already basically amalgamated because... Joan brought us into the state of amalgamation. So, but I am going to redo uh, the amalgamation only in the sense that I want to really have you all focus now that you understand that everything is about what's within each of us. It's not about what's without. So I want everyone to envision, um, imagine, sense, feel some sort of connection from yourself at the mind level, the human level, to go within. It can be, as I mentioned last week, that escalator can be a water slide. I moved into the chute, like a just a, a tunnel or a chute, and, and then as I moved, it did it more and more. The, the chute got bigger and bigger. And eventually, I also got the same place where my client got, where the light was just there. And often, though, I would stop and still focus on the true soul essence, because that is such an important part of ourselves. And Mariah was really clear on that. So I would focus on the pure soul essence and then move in to the, the, the 
I mean, I'd focus on the true soul essence and move into the pure soul essence. And somewhere along the way, I would add the originating source. So however you want to envision it, I want you to see this journey going within. It can be the shoot down into the true soul essence. It can be a ladder. It could be an escalator. It can be a water slide. It can be simply that you are one immediately with your true soul essence. Some will be there immediately. Some don't need to find the connecting link, find the, the, the pathway. Um, if you do, you have a few examples. You can find your own way. It could be another kind of pathway. But we want to connect and focus consciously on the connection of ourselves at the human level to ourselves at the fifth dimensional level. So I'm just going to give you a few moments to move into and experience that fifth dimensional level, to feel it, to be it, to be one with it. You can say, I am my true soul essence, or I am whatever words you want to use, my fifth dimensional essence. And simply become one with it. And I've had a very interesting time with this myself, um, and I'm not going to share it with you here, but it can be something different than you expect. It certainly has been different than I expect, have expected, and I'm still working with it. It's still evolving. It's still becoming. Um, it's not whatever happens today is not going to be what happens tomorrow because this exercise itself expands us moment to moment okay now if you will become aware or understand that the pure soul essence light is that foundation it is who we are in our totality it is part of all of who we are and of every soul it is the great equalizer and I would like you all to find your way, your pathway, your image, your symbol to move into this light. Or you can maybe bring the light to envelop you. You can just stand in the center of that light. And it is who you are at that center level. It is absolutely your purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. It is the seat of the miraculous. It is what we use to completely heal and balance, to know and understand all that we are, all that we are a part of, to tap into the evolvement of the originating source itself and all there is that is also connected We are able to move into the experiencing and the evolvement of this energy, becoming one with it. And this light is so powerful. I don't know about you guys, but I can feel it. It is so intense. If you can't feel it, don't worry. It's still happening. And I want you to... see a symbol 
right there in the light with you. I want you to see the number 2016, 2016. This is simply a symbol representative of the past year. Behind this symbol is the symbol for the year behind that, 2015, and behind that, 2014, et cetera, et cetera. And behind each of these years are the years all the way back from the first year you were born. Behind that year is all the other years from all the other lifetimes you've ever lived. And so you can see 2016 is a entry point, so to speak, to the totality of the past nows that are you. These past nows are part of the forever now moment that you've heard me talk about many, many times. And we carry the totality of the past nows within our energetic field. And I want you to understand these are the past nows of your facade human soul. Not you at the fifth dimensional because you don't have the energy, energetics baggage at the fifth dimensional level before we had to get rid of all of them before we graduated way back when into that fifth dimension. So we are addressing now the facade soul, the past nows to the totality of our facade soul. And what I see, what I would like you to understand is that the past nows, the window is the symbol 2016. And it continues and it's connected to every other path now that you've ever lived through as a facade soul for billions of years. All the way back to the very first lifetime that you came in as a facade human soul carrying the fifth dimensional true soul essence, that dual soul nature. You can envision that in any way that you would envision it. And now, because it's within the light, we are going to work some very powerful energy around all of the past now. We cannot change the past. We can't. It's happened. It's part of who we are, part of our experiences, part of what we know, part of what we've developed as gifts and talents. But what we can do is we can change its hold on us. We can change how we process it, understand it, and allow ourselves not to be triggered by the past now, not to be continually hurt by the past now, continually um, upset or in despair or afraid. We can change how we we react to the past by neutralizing the past now. So I want all of you to begin to send or see the light enveloping not only the year 2016, but to move into the totality of all of the past nows, symbolically going down, 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 down as best it can, understanding that at the soul level, we will allow the light to neutralize whatever we allow. We don't have to know or understand any of our past lives in order for this 
to, to work. But the soul level, the fourth dimensional soul level, we're making the decisions as to whether we're going to re- neutralize a little, a lot, a ton, just a bit here and there. And so that will be determined by what we agree to at that facade level. But we at least can agree to send the light in and to allow the light the opportunity to heal as much of the past now as possible. Now, I do want to become one with the originating source of all there is. I did forget to add that part. The higher selves reminded me that it's important to have that in consciousness because we always want to be part of and as one with the originating source guaranteeing that we are working at the very highest level. So that's done. But meanwhile, I am watching symbolically the dissolving of the past now as you all are penetrating, per, uh, pulsing the light into 2016 and all of the past now. And they appeared to me uh, in symbolically as very dark, big, bold letters, you know, very solid kind of letters representing the whole, the, the, the very uh, intense um, hold that the past nows have on us. But it really, the ripple effects from the past nows were huge, and we've carried the ripple effects into the present life, into the now of this moment. And so when I see the light go in, I see these big, dark, heavy numbers that are symbolic of these past nows beginning to change and shift. They're growing lighter in color, moving to gray, moving to become smaller. The hold is less intense. The ripple effects are less intense. And I'm watching the light trickling down through the past nows flowing down through the path now and moving to pool, literally pool in the first life that each of you had as a return E into the human kingdom carrying the dual soul nature. And so what I'm seeing symbolically is this huge amount of pooling because each and every one of us had a different experience in that first life. For some, it was joyful. For some, it was difficult. For some, it was so traumatic. The body was laid aside within days or months. For some, it was a challenge. For some, so many huge misunderstandings were taken on that it created what the higher self call incorrigible out of some fifth dimensional that were present carrying the dual soul nature. The inner misunderstanding created an inner conflict so intense that that soul of never did an outward act of destiny. Of course the soul would have been helpful because it was projecting the higher self, the fifth dimensional energies all the time from the true soul essence to all the humanities they came in contact with. But they were unable to process at the more overt active level because the conflict within created such huge schisms. They were unable to really process and I don't think I've actually told you that there is such a thing as incorrigible. I don't think there are that many. Um, I did know one. But in any case, um, I mean, I knew of one through Joan. 
she told me. And I, I don't even look for it anymore because we all carry such intense soul scrambles. But, you know, who can tell? Okay? We can't tell. So, in any case, it's pooling there. We've all had different experiences in that first life. And for many of us, it laid down a foundation that we continue to build on. And if those lives, those first lives, didn't go so well or majorly difficult in some way, that foundation could ripple forward into future lives in ways that made it very difficult for our journey. If we had a life that was mixed, the foundation would be mixed. If we had a life that was really great in whatever way, um, that too would set up a foundation. So, but it doesn't mean, even if you had a great life in that life, and that is rippling, has a rippling effect into your future lives, it doesn't mean that you didn't have difficult lives too, and same in reverse. But what we want to do is we want to go in and neutralize the path now, right from that life. We don't want to carry the ripple effects into the current now life, into the current now moment. We don't want to. We want to be in a place where we aren't being triggered, aren't being propelled, motivated by issues from the past, guilt or shame or fear or whatever it is. We want to be able to (coughs) stand in the moment and stand connected at all times with that pure soul essence and be moving through our unfoldment, cooperating and just in a brilliant manner with the awakening, with our the increase of the frequencies of energy, not only of our on this planet, not only of our fourth dimensional self, but of the fifth dimensional self, because every dimension is going is awakening. Every dimension. So we carry two, so we're awakening at two levels. So we want the path now ripple effects and the path now triggers to be as neutral and cleared as clear as possible. So I'm seeing this energy. Now it's moving down, it's pulling on that first life, but it but there we're gonna do something. There we're gonna activate right now the higher heart consciousness energy. So we're filling that pool. We're activating the higher heart consciousness energy. It's already contained in the pure soul, in the divine energies, but we're activating it. We're focusing on it. We're consciously going to utilize that energy. We're also going to put in divine forgiveness. Very, very important because there's so many things we don't forgive ourselves for. So, and we can, it's only us that can forgive ourselves. It isn't up to something external to forgive us. In order to heal, we have to forgive ourselves. And the third energy I want to put in is divine acceptance. So these energies carry divine self-love, divine self-forgiveness, and divine self-acceptance. Okay. Now, I want you to just, See that pooled energy, that beautiful, brilliant light full with these energies. And I now want you to see this light, these energies moving back up the path now and further neutralizing and, if necessary, empowering all of those path nows, bringing the serenity, the peace, the self-acceptance, the self-love the self-worth, the self-forgiveness in 
through in through and around the totality of those past now so that we accept at the soul level more neutralizing, that we accept that more and more of the ripple effects, more and more of the imprints can be neutralized. We are bathing the soul's past nows in these beautiful divine energies to help us neutralize even more. And I'm watching as the energy moves back up the past nows. Remember, we're going through millions and millions of lifetimes, but it's happening really quickly. And I'm seeing that the pathways where the light slowed down first are becoming much wider, much more open, more and more is being dissolved and being released into the light. So the path now are being healed in a big way and it's moving up into this life and the last few years right into this last year, 2016. So this is a very powerful symbol, very powerful healing to help us with the past now. And it brings the energies from the past into this now, this now moment, this now lifetime. It brings them in in a much cleaner fashion to help us with the future now. And that's what we're going to work on now. I want you to see on the other side of the now moment, 2017. See it, it's not as at all as heavy and dark and all of that, like the and bold and entrenched as I saw the first numbers. 2017 is almost presenting as a possibility, as what are the words to describe it? It's it hasn't been made yet. So it can be affected by the energy. It can be expanded. It can be, it, it's not so solid. It's not so rigid. There's not a rigidity here. So 2017 is, it, is possibilities. It is opportunities. It is not rigidified. It is not locked in to anything. And now I want you to see your light, or strike that, I want you to see beyond 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, et cetera, et cetera, in the same way, representing the future nows of your facade soul. And we don't know if our future nows are going to be just by the end of this life, we're, we're done with the volunteering, or maybe it's a hundred more lives or 10,000 more lives. We don't know. We don't need to know. But this is the future now of you, of all of us at the soul level, the facade soul level. Okay? Because evolution does continue forever. So at the fifth dimensional level, we don't need to do this. We we understand all that. This is the fourth dimensional level we're working on. We want our fourth dimensional future now to be absolutely everything that they can be, that the unfoldment be easier, easy, effortless, uh, fun, joyful, uh, loving, uh, fulfilling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now I want you to see the light 
absolutely embracing and moving through the totality of the future now. And okay, as you as we're doing this, I see that the number 2017 it's becoming almost amorphous because it isn't rigid, rigidified. It isn't being guided by the past experiences. It is being opened up and expanded from the light, our own individual pure soul essence light that is creating for each of us individually our own opening, our own awakening, our own remembering, our own movement forward, our own destiny, our own multiple nature, unlimited nature that we carry. And so these numbers are not even numbers anymore. The symbol has completely changed. The numbers are just becoming pathways of light. Each of us would be following our own pathway and multiple pathways. There isn't one right way at all. So I'm seeing sort of a conglomerate symbol. So for me, it's just this expanded, beautiful, joyful kind of uh, feeling to it. And I want us to also infuse the future now with higher heart consciousness, divine awakening, divine connection, divine acceptance, divine forgiveness. So if there is anything that we still need to do, that it is being done, and moment to moment in the future now, it's as if it's laying out a game plan for each of us. Not, I don't like to use the word game plan because that sounds too rigid, but it, it, it's, it's, it's unfolding a, I don't know, a lattice work of light, allowing us to create our own opportunities, our own possibilities, our own directions. But the lattice work is so varied, so multi, uh, it touches so many things. We have so many choices. There isn't one right way. And we can change anytime we want. Move down this way, try this, do this. Wherever we are, keep in mind, we are perfect expressions. What Mario said was we're perfect expressions of our fifth dimensional self. It's only the mask of the fourth dimensional level that we don't see it like that. It's that fourth dimensional mask. And while we're at it, let's work on neutralizing that fourth dimensional mask, which is exactly what we've been doing, but let's just consciously send the light into that whole concept of the fourth dimensional mask that we are limited and the whole idea that everything we see is through that fourth dimensional perception and we want those perceptions to expand so we want to neutralize all the limitations we put on ourselves all the beliefs that are carried that limit ourselves all the limited truths all the fears all the confusion all the inner conflict all of that stuff is part of our mass self-identities that we have that are just create so many glass feelings for us so we want to neutralize all of that mask and it was as if um, 
we were all wearing masks from Mardi Gras or something, and uh, or Halloween or you know the old time balls where they had mask balls way back, and I don't know where you know seventeen, eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred. I don't know when they had all those beautiful balls where people got so dressed up. Uh, Victorian age, whatever, and that's kind of how I imagine everybody wearing these very elaborate masks, and everybody would wear a mask that reflected uh, part of who they were or who they thought they were, so you had, you know, princess masks, and you had uh, devil masks, you had uh, pirate masks, you know, or you had uh, whatever, all different types of masks. And so what I'm seeing symbolically is as we neutralize the masks, it's just another focus. I use the years as to represent the past masks and the future masks, but the mask is another focus. It's just another symbol to say, let's keep clearing out the limitations that we carry as the fourth dimensional facade. We can connect solidly, continuously, effortlessly with that true soul essence that we are and with the pure soul essence that we are. We just have to take off the blinders. We just have to discard the masks, allow the mask to be neutralized, and to discover and accept who we are equal to one another to a deeper and deeper and deeper layer. Oh. Okay. Well, um, this was intense. The energies are still moving, and I just wanted to tune in to some of those originating lifetimes where the pooling was going on. And I do see symbolically a change in, in a lot of that foundational structure. It's as if the, the old lattice work where we laid down lifetime after lifetime and, you know, really played out according to the old lattice work. It's as if that lattice work is now changed and it hasn't really changed. We still did lead those lives the way we did, but what we're, what's changing is we're neutralizing how hard we're holding on to that lattice work. As if the you know the grapevines that go up a some side of a or ivy that goes up the side of the building over lattice work is no longer guided by the lattice work and it can move out freely. It isn't no longer has to hold to the lattice work restrictions. And that's what's happened is that the lattice work that has been part of all of our lives that has led us to this life, that lattice work is in a way dissolving. And therefore, the growth now from, in, from this moment forward is opening up to be freer, to be led more by who we are at the fifth dimensional level and at the pure soul essence level than from the past mouth. Wow. Yeah, there is no lattice work in the future now. There may be some because maybe we didn't all 
neutralize the entire thing, but in comparison, it's as if it disappeared in my vision. Feels really good to me, symbolically anyway. I'm sure we still have work to do, and again, I encourage each and every one of you to go within, move and center yourself within your own pure soul essence, consciously connecting with yourself at the fifth dimensional level, consciously amalgamating with the originating source. And you can also call on fifth dimensionals to be part of your group. Call on higher selves from any other realm or direction. That's what Joan used to do almost every time. And I think I've done it a few times way back when, but I didn't do it a lot because I hadn't really explained who the higher selves were. So I got out of doing it. And I just want you to know that we can call on these additional energies to help us. Fifth and sixth dimensional, they're not better than us. They aren't the God in our life. We're our own God. We are our own purest, most perfect, most potent point of power. We can call on them, though, to help, and then we can utilize that additional energy to help send energies to the planet, higher heart consciousness, divine love, uh, divine forgiveness, whatever you feel is important at that moment in time, and have it provided to all the other souls and move it into the forest fields of energy around the planet. It's just, we can use it however we want to use it. Up to you. There isn't any right and wrong here. So anyway, um, not even seeing the cocoon energy, I'm sure it's there. Um, it's just a natural result or natural uh, whatever higher self always put us all in cocoon energy. I don't think I have to see it each time. I'm sort of out of it myself because I was fully into it and yet having to share it with all of you at the same time. And I was sort of doing two things at once and it was challenging for me. Uh, but anyway, I'm doing my best. So, wow, I just wish you all a great year. And to understand when you see chaos around you that we're all, all souls are being awakened at every level. And even though their awakening doesn't look like what we would expect an awakening to look like, like someone is growing into becoming uh, wiser and more whatever. A lot of souls aren't there yet. They don't know how to process the awakening. Sometimes they lock into whatever's been triggered, and they, that's what they manifest in the outer reality. So we have to understand that the awakening is going on everywhere, and it's hard for everyone, even us, when we have information, knowledge, gifts, I mean, tools and techniques to help us cooperate with the awakening. Even for us, it's difficult. So it doesn't mean we can't help. It doesn't mean we can't uh, share our information, but we can't control another soul. And we do need to understand that all these souls are where they are because they need to be where they are. That's what they're relating to. That's where they are in their own awakening. And even though we're not happy, perhaps, with some of the awakening, maybe we're upset by it, maybe we see it as backward steps or whatever, uh, the encouraging word here is that 
it's an important part of that those whole process. And we we can respect that. We can respect that is an important part of their soul's process. We are having our own process, each of us, and so there you have it. Uh, we would hope that other people would respect our process, and so we want to do the same in return. And understand that fifth dimensionals are being awakened, as Mariah said, more intensely. We're like leading the way because we can't save a drowning man unless we can swim ourselves. So we have to learn. We have to move to these places of understanding and tapping in to the our inner knowledge, wisdom, remembering of all of who we are, all of what we know, and all of the energies that we carry and the gifts and talents that we have. We have to do that first. doesn't mean we can't help along the way. We certainly can. Absolutely. But I'm just reminding you that we're on a journey. Everyone is on a journey. And the journey itself is valuable. If we... we just like I think it was Jaredis last week said, you can't go from the animal kingdom into the fifth dimension without going through the process in the human kingdom. It's the same for us guys in this awakening or this remembering. We can't get to where we want to go without going through the process to get there. So by cooperating the process, you know, remember the Panama Canal, self-help, use that inner power. That's it. It is not external to us. There is not an external authority that is going to fix us or get us to where we need to go. The We're all equal. We can all be helping one another. But the focus, guys, is inner, inner penetrating, inner planetary, inner, 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 I-N-N-E-R. Okay, I'm going to get stuck beating it the ground um, and just say that next week I'm not a hundred percent what I'm going to be doing the I am going to continue within his own words and but we have I have a, a couple more from Marius and I have I think eight more from Paul and one from Peter Apostle Peter and one from Mary and I just don't know yet what order I'm going to go in and some of them can be you know I can combine two into one because I've done so so much on the show that it can be repetitive if I do both, do everything in the whole. But I will have, um, I will have information. There's also going to be a a show on the misunderstandings or the misinterpretations of some of the Ten Commandments. Marius did touch on one today. When he said, by placing somebody else ahead of you, an external authority, you you uh, you're you're creating the God before we're creating gods before us, and that's one you know, thou shall not create a god before you. I can't remember the commandment, and I will explain it all when I do the session. But it isn't it wasn't completely interpreted properly because it was interpreted as an external god that the god you shall not you know, have idolatry and place something like an idol, like the golden calf idol or, or a, another man ahead of the God in heaven. And that's, um, that was the misinterpretation of that. The God is the God within. You can't place anybody else, anything else, even an external 
concept of God before you because you are taking away, you are creating clouds of the internal divine energies that are your own God. So I will explain it better eventually, but there are other um, commandments that they have clarified for us over time. It may be part of the Marias information and the, or the Paul information. I don't remember. I just remember there may be five or six of the commandments that they do explain um, or, you know, what's, you know, how it was that they were slightly misinterpreted, perhaps. And so that'll be interesting for you. I think you'll you'll see, especially if you've heard the past information of these shows, you'll have the context. That's, I, I'm sorry to emphasize it so much, but the context is really important because otherwise you could hear something I say or that Mariah says or that Paul says that is if you hadn't gotten any of the past understanding, you would not understand it in the way that it was meant. Keep in mind, this was in 87, and Joan had her groups every week, all through 84, 85, and 86. So by the time we heard it, we had a huge context. So a lot was not gone into, there was not a lot of explanation. That's why Marius just said, oh, you know, you know, places with gods before us. He didn't explain the misunderstanding. We already knew and understood that there was had been a, um, a misinterpretation of that uh, commandment. So that's what I'm saying. If you, you could hear something out of context and not and really come away from the show, you know, upset or angry or confused or whatever, if you have the context of the show, you are really going to help yourself understand. <laughs> um, anyway, and there's enough repetition. Not, I don't repeat a lot, but I do review. There's enough of that that you lock, you know, you'll really grasp it. I, I feel pretty good about it, and I am going to get it into a better form at some point. So, I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm still struggling to get started on my next book. But anyway, the the next week is, is going to be more in his own words. I've gotten a lot of very positive feedback on it, so I'm going to continue with it. And I don't know how long it'll go. I have to review how many in his own words I've got. I know the ones for the, the higher heart consciousness concept, but I, I'm not sure about the others. We've had a few. I do think we had a tester and tempter that came in once and maybe twice. And that's pretty interesting. Joan reflected um, a Lucifer element and at, from the facade soul level, not from the fifth dimensional level. And that was pretty interesting. But I, I kind of looked for it and I haven't been able to find it. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. I hope I do. Um, I didn't make a thorough search, uh, but I did kind of look around quickly. So hopefully I will find it. But anyway, there are other things in their own words. I have one in my second book from Jerome, who is a master teacher. And I didn't put everything in that second book um, because he does talk about things that now you have context to hear, but my second book would not. So I did edit that out. So that I may put in. I'm not sure. Um, in any case, guys. We have a lot of exciting things to look forward to, and now that we've done the big healing of the past nows and opened up the possibilities for the future nows, I think 
it's going to be an exciting year. I encourage you to do this exercise again. I, I do, I've done it more than once for myself because I really want to get those past miles, that lattice, as little and as um, unlocked in as I can. I, I want to be reacting from the pure soul essence level, the fifth dimensional context, rather than the mind level from all the past mouth. And I'm sure you guys want the same. So anyway, that's it for today. And uh, I wish you the best for 2017 and for this week. And I will talk with you again next week. All right. Love you all. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.